Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Today we have a great malicious compliance story coming from a high school teacher. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, you're doing too much. You're abandoning your coworkers. Long-time enjoyer of the sub, I finally found a position in company that I actually mostly enjoy and I thought, why not share the reason that I actually found this almost heaven? So, I'm a banker, not the Gordon Gecko type, but the other kind, the one where every time you try to describe what you do, people give you a blank stare and try to say something polite. I worked in corporate finance at a large German bank. Speaking English and German was absolutely required. Ideally, you would speak another language as well, as we financed a lot of stuff all over the world. I worked in a mid-office function, so right in between the sales guys with the huge paychecks and the back office guys who would drop everything at 5pm, no matter how important it was. My job back then was to support the sales guys by basically doing their busy work and taking over a deal as soon as it was signed. After a deal has been signed and paid out, you needed to monitor it for the whole length of its run, collect documents, reports, balance sheets, and watch out for legal requirements, as well as take part in international meetings, and just generally be available for everything anyone needs while coordinating all the in-house departments. Basically, I was the first guy you reached when you came in from outside and wanted something to do with the financing in question. We were separated into different product groups, and when I started, my boss sent me to a product which was managed pretty dang badly by a woman in her 50s, who still worked as she did during the 1990s, and this was the late 2010s, and a younger guy who worked with the dedication of a local public servant, or DMV worker, for the Americans. So the product was basically going to crap, and I was supposed to save it. I worked hard for a few months to reorganize everything having to suffer my older colleague who officially was my senior, while actually not knowing crap, and the younger guy who didn't do anything. But I got it sorted. Boss was happy and sent me to another product. Now, product one suffered because of the people, but also because older lady was constantly sick. Product two suffered because the woman in question didn't speak English very well and made mistakes. That was an easy fix. I just set up our in-house systems for them so that they would receive reminders when the contract required it. And those reminders gave them a detailed description in German of what they had to do. Boss was even happier. By this point, I did the major work of two products when everyone else on the team had a main product and worked part-time, like 30%, in a secondary product. I did 100% for two products, but since everyone worked very slowly, it didn't stress me too much. So a young colleague decided to leave for another department, and someone had to take his place. I was tired of product one anyway and told my boss that I would take product three together with product two, but he would have to have another colleague take over for me in product one, since this had been streamlined so much already that it wasn't much work. Boss agrees if I am always ready to help out. I think you can see where this is heading. 
Think naive employees believe working a lot will get them praise, a common theme here. I agree as well. I start on product 3 and pretty soon I'm handling 75% of all deals in that area. I have a part-time colleague who is incredibly slow because she trusts no one's work, not even her own, and spends hours checking and rechecking everything. And a younger colleague who's beloved by my boss's boss's boss because he plays football, soccer to the Americans. This is where it starts to go wrong. Younger colleague gets a lot of projects, besides not giving a freak and not working them properly, and I suddenly realize that I've worked there for years and no one will give me a project or anything else that would allow me to develop. Even though I do the work of three people and I'm still working in product one, as my replacement takes no responsibility and shows everything troublesome my way. I say as much to my boss. Yeah, I know, younger me kind of lost out when the brains were handed out. It didn't help that he never gave me more than 100% on my yearly evaluations. Always finding a reason why he couldn't give me more? Mostly it was because it would have been unfair for everyone else. And I wanted to please, so I didn't say anything. Well, I found out that the young football guy routinely got 125% while doing far less than I did. My boss was completely understanding and nice and said that something will come. Now I'm constantly angry and depressed and it's starting to affect my health. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that after finishing a small questionnaire will match you with a licensed therapist where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. Boss tells me to take it slow and to actually call in sick when I am sick. So yeah, I do exactly that. Cue malicious compliance. 
I have a young child at this stage and I'm tired and angry and depressed and get a lot of colds and other illnesses that looking back I can only assume had something to do with my mental state. So I get sick about a week or two every quarter. Add to that the 30 days of vacation time and the fact that I had to lose a lot of overtime and I suddenly wasn't there 24-7 anymore. And it turns out that my colleagues are not only not able to do their own jobs without me constantly supporting them, they are definitely unable to do my job as well because I'd taken on so much responsibility. It became pretty clear that all the so-called seniors, a job I was denied, as someone would have to leave before I could get it, completely relied on me. No one could get my Excel tables to work. I still don't get why people don't just Google stuff, Excel isn't exactly rocket science, and deadlines were being missed left and right. I kind of hoped that this would cause the bosses to realize how important I was, but instead, all the colleagues complained that I was constantly absent, and I actually came back to a very negative place that hated me and a boss who wrote, he abandoned his colleagues in my performance review, even though that sort of thing would get thrown out by any HR in Germany. Cue second malicious compliance. I got really angry and told my boss that instead of blaming me, he should see what I actually did for the team and how it wouldn't even work properly without me. He was polite about it, but basically said that they don't need me. I'm just one of the guys there. So I quit, and I am beyond grateful I did. I know I have a job in a local bank 20 minutes from where I live, instead of one to one and a half hours. They actually care about their customers and their employees. Everyone tries to work constructively with everyone else, and when we meet for drinks, it's actually nice and has nothing to do with work. Here, no one gives a crap about education or rank and it's the first time in my life that I don't dread going to work. To be fair, I think when people do end up getting into a line of work that does have growth potential, and they're usually younger, if you're wanting that promotion or that growth, you probably end up sacrificing a lot of yourself to try to stand out, to try to make sure that you look good and kind of insert your name into the running. Sadly, yeah, there's a lot of people out there who are going to love somebody who hustles so hard that they can just feed them the scraps off their plate too, so they can just kick their feet up. Our next story is Leave, No Leave, Yes Leave. I work as the sole IT guy in a firm with about 75 people that is part of a larger nationwide mother firm. Our local firm has an ongoing agreement with another local firm that we play backup for each other in case either one needs help, backup, knowledge sharing, whatever. This has been the case since 2009. I worked for this firm since 2002. Kind of an old hat if you want. We have this generous leave package that builds the longer we work here. A starter has 180 hours per year leave. Someone with 20 plus years has 240 hours. I have that. Now, because we have this much leave, I'm of a mind not to be all too strict with the when and the how. I'm single and have no kids, so I'm happy to let others with kids take priority to handle school holidays. As such, the last 15-something years, I've always taken the bulk of my leave in September and October, and the rest in Fridays counting back from New Year, if that makes sense. The only rules we have regarding when and how we take leave is no more than six weeks together, you can't transfer more than seven days to the next year, and leave must be approved, which it almost always is. Cue my big boss. As per usual, I put in my leave request for September slash October somewhere in May. This gets approved. 
Around August, we get news from our hardware vendor that they'll be installing our new server cluster in the end of September. Not cool, but what are you gonna do? I talk it over with Big Boss and agree to move my leave to February slash March of next year. I don't mind too much. He's happy, I'm happy, and we go ahead and plan it all in. Cue my department head. Since I'm a one-man department, but corps are gonna be corps, I have a department head that oversees my department along with a few others. Somewhere near the end of September, he walks into my office and tells me when am I planning to take the bulk of my leave. I tell him about the server cluster install and that my leave is moved to February slash March. Now, one cannot be department head or part of manglement and still be reasonable, right? So he tells me that since I won't be taking my leave in this year, it'll be forfeited. I tell him I have an agreement with Big Boss, to which he states that he talked about it with Big Boss, and that the arrangement won't work since he didn't approve it. I take my phone and call Big Boss. He states that, indeed, my leave will not be approved and can't be moved to next year. So I tell him okay. Cue malicious compliance. I was ticked. Not just angry, but genuinely over the moon. Ready to murder someone ticked. So I took a half day and went home and mulled things over. With age comes wisdom, and I know not to take decisions when I'm that angry. Next day I go in and ask a leave statement from our HR department that has a counter of all our leave and, more important, overtime. I had around 700 hours overtime standing accrued over the years and 220 hours leave. So I put in five weeks leave, one week, one overtime, five weeks leave, one week overtime, and so on, till I landed in the first week of January. Then I put in the remaining overtime and landed in the end of February. Next to that, I sent in my resignation and three months notice, which I planned exactly on the last day of my leave. Not a half an hour later, my big boss and department head are at my desk asking me what gives. I told them that since department head had told me I couldn't transfer the leave, I would be taking it this year, and since the agreement to move my leave was broken, I felt I didn't have another choice but to look for other work, where agreements, in fact, were honored. I asked them what rule of the worker's manual regarding leave I had broken, and if any, could they point it out? After that talk, I went home, and the waiting game began. Big Boss called me the next morning on my work cell, asking me to come in. Sorry, no, I'm on leave. Happy to make a pot of coffee if you want to drop by. So he drops by. Things get talked about. Seems his department head wasn't entirely upfront with him, although he wasn't innocent either, and he wants to make things right. My six months leave stayed in place, and he offered to match the offers I would get from other firms to keep me on board within reason. Conclusion, all in all, now I still work for the same firm with a 15% wage increase. I don't do overtime anymore, neither does my laptop come home with me, and my work phone stays at work too. I still do my job to the best of my abilities, but at the end of the day, if my hours are done, I go home. The building can be on fire. If my clock is out, I am out the door. Now my leave gets planned around my preference too. No more shifting around other people's leaves. Speaking of companies taking advantage of you, I think sadly, at one point or another, if a place is really nice and you want to give them some leeway and work with them, I think at the end of the day, almost always a business is a business. And if you are always accommodating, at some point they're going to try to take advantage of that. Or, you know, pretend like they aren't creatively flexible at all. 
just kind of stupid of them to do that when you have such a rock star employee. This next story is, you want me to tell you every tuner I hear as a high school teacher? Okay. This was fun for me and I was shocked how long it was allowed to go on for. I'm a high school teacher of an elective subject that lots of kids take and enjoy. I build great relationships and generally have the same kids for multiple years, so I get all of the tea spilled to me. There was an incident during an after school event. I was in one space doing my thing and some students who had been in another part of the building came in and said, Mr. OP, there are people hooking up in the other room. I follow them to the scene of the crime and there's nobody there. I do all of the appropriate follow-up to see if anything actually went down, but nobody, no crime. And no one actually saw anything, they just said they saw the couple come out of the room, and it smelled like they had done it when they went in after. Also, no cameras in the part of the building in question, a thing I'd pointed out as a problem multiple times in the past. Fast forward like four months and the principal calls me down to their office. They proceed to chew me out for not reporting the incident, it finally having made its way through the rumor mill up to the top. I tell them all of the steps I took to follow up at the time and that it didn't seem like there was anything to report. The room didn't smell like anything to me, so it didn't occur to me to tell anyone about it. To be fair, it was early in my career, so maybe I was wrong. I ask them, in what I assumed would be received rhetorically, So, where is the line on what unverified, evidence-free rumors I should be reporting? And they respond, all of them. Cue malicious compliance. I proceeded to call and email them after every single conversation I have with a kid that could even be remotely construed as problematic. We are talking a minimum of three times a day, usually more for three weeks straight, including weekends. The most satisfying was on a Friday afternoon at about 4.45. The principal picks up the phone, and before I can say a word, they say, Okay, Mr. OP, you've made your point. To be fair, OP sounds like a pretty awesome teacher. Back in high school, there were definitely a few teachers that were a little more in with the kids, especially ones like OP that you could have the same kids multiple years. Although I never really personally took part in it, It was always kind of nice going to a class and feeling like you're almost having a little bit of a hangout session with the teacher. It was definitely, I think, something that always made the kids a little bit more motivated to actually be good and do work in that class. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another awesome malicious compliance story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.